0: With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000 layups.
1: Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, we are back.
0: Yes, we are. I know you've all been waiting in just breathless anticipation.
1: It's been so hard. It's like we yeah. want
0: to record, but it's like sometimes there's like there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, I feel like we had this idea going into the off season that we were going to do like roster like all these like roster reviews and it's roster reviews and stuff and it's just kind of like okay, that's the workingfortimrolls.com talking. You know, yeah. like we don't really want to do that. To be totally honest, I don't think you want to listen to that either. So we'll just give it a break and come back when there's stuff to cover.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And like summers in in general get busy. Yeah, it's like hard to find time. Um, But we're back and and hopefully with like training camp starting up soon, we'll get more storylines. And then the games will be starting in like a month and then we'll just be crazy. I know that is nice.
0: Is is the season starting earlier? Um, Normally it's like mid-October, isn't it? Um, I always have it in my head that it's like really kicks off around Halloween, but I feel like maybe that's just when like, you know, we've had some games and it's just in my head. Yeah. Season opener is October 19th. Yeah.
1: Okay. So um, maybe a little earlier, I guess, but like right around
0: that same time. Yeah, man. The uh, NBA and NFL overlap season is just
1: look at this. I agree. It's the worst season. It's sports
0: time.
1: (laughs) It's the best for a viewer, but it's the worst if you work. I remember working in like for the Timberwolves and like being at the arena on like a Sunday afternoon game. I know, right? During like the heat of the playoffs or something for the NFL in January was like the worst thing ever. I think Timberwolves, the the Timberwolves played the Blazers on the Saturday of the Minneapolis Miracle. Yep. And I don't think I went to, I don't think I worked that day.
0: I think I stayed at home to watch i think i was like i don't feel good and, and the wolves played the blazers in that time period not a you know uh, not a very exciting affair probably look at this schedule for the wolves to start the season out
1: uh home against the thunder home against the jazz road against the thunder home against the spurs home against the spurs home against the lakers away against the spurs you could lit, and then they go to the Suns and Bucks, but they could start out seven. Like they're probably going to be favorites in seven yeah. of the first games.
0: This like, could be like all time. They
1: could go seven and oh, and we'd everybody lose their shit.
0: Yeah, like power rankings madness. <laughs> yeah, like Timberwolves number <laughs> you know? one. Yeah, um, man, I'm, I'm excited. It's good. It's gonna be good. It's just gonna be good to see some basketball after all. Like honestly, like a crazy off season, you know? And super like super crazy. I think we just forget how crazy the off season was because it all happened so long ago.
1: Well, Julian, um, we'll get into some Timberwolves talk yeah, yeah. later, but, uh, to continue the crazy off season, um, we got some stories. Uh, so yep. this one came out last night. Um, Woj tweeted out that Boston Celtics head coach, Ime Udoka was facing a season long suspension. Um, we didn't really know what it was for right away. Yeah. And well, now we do, um, yep. our guy Ime pulled a Gerson. Um and and ha- he had a relationship with with uh, a member of the franchise's staff. Um, of course, Ime is married to um, is it uh Nia, Nia Long, Long. Yeah. who is an actress? Yeah. Um, which shame on Ime. Don't do that. Um, yeah. No matter who your wife is, but right? Yes, yes. Especially if it's Nia Long. Um, okay, so he's gonna miss the whole entire. I have a question. Why not just like I get that he's a good coach but like mm-hmm. how do you come back from a season long vacation or sorry a season long suspension i know and then things are just like back to normal like you almost have to have to fire
0: the person or yeah. don't do or like or almost like suspend them for like 2 weeks it's too long i mean or it's or it's not long enough no i totally agree it's like very it's going to be a very very weird couple of years for the celtics because this is also like this next season was supposed to be the season right and so kind of like i don't know it's like it's like one of those teams where we just like keep waiting for everything to come together yeah and for everything to happen and this is just like another year that there's kind of a built-in excuse and like a built-in i don't know because it's weird both ways it's kind of like the jimmy g trey lance thing honestly in football it's like so if the celtics like win the championship this year yeah this new coach what can you really bring Ime back You know, and then if they don't, if they don't, then it's kind of like, well, yeah, you bring Ime back, but like you're another year down the road. And it's like, I don't know. It's just like a very, very strange situation.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I don't like, yeah, I, I, you said it best when it's like either it's too long or not long enough. Like you either, it feels like you either need to fire the person because if you're going to do something as extreme as uh, suspend them for the whole season. Mm-hmm. It seems like you should just fire them mm-hmm. or be like, okay, you're going to miss the first month of the season. Um, you know, cause like the Gerson thing, yeah. he wasn't necessarily fired because of his relationship with, with uh, Bree Bauer.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, no. He, yeah.
1: He was basically like, sus- or like fired because nobody liked working with him. And right. He was jackass. Yeah, totally. So like,
0: yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's like, it- you know, it's good on the Celtics to like reinforce the culture, I guess, and like you know, an inner office relationship, especially one that's like, I mean, exclusively one, you know, where like this guy in like a position of like very high power is like oh, cheating yeah. on his wife with somebody else is like that's like pretty tough for the culture of your organization. So I understand like that you want that guy out. Um, but yeah, just get. But, but I feel like he was so good. You know, like if you had like not been a good coach, it would
1: have been like, okay, (laughs) you know,
0: like he totally would have just been fired. But they're like, oh, but he's so good. Like, I know (laughs) maybe we can just like get him out of the building and let this blow over and then like bring him back in. Um, But yeah, that's it just sucks. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, I I agree. Um, Okay, so that's news one Um, news two. After, like, two years of allegations, well, I mean, more like 20 years of allegations, but two years that's yeah, been, like, documented, yep, yep. uh, Sun's owner, Robert Sarver, stepped down. He's going to sell the the Suns and the Mercury. And, of course, did you read his fucking, some of his quotes? So bad, dude. These are, like, the most unself-aware quotes that I've, I've He's read. He's such
0: a piece of shit. Uh, it's just, like... Let's go through yeah,
1: that. Horrible. Uh, as a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path for, to forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painful, painfully clear that it's no longer possible, that whatever good I have done or could still do, it's outweighed by things I've said in the past. Um, like, was there an apology in there that I missed? Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, he continues words that I deeply regret now overshadow nearly two decades of building organizations that brought people together.
0: Yep. Okay. Like, I like, don't know that the sons have brought that many people together. Like get out of here, dude. Like, yeah. All right. See
1: you later. Um, so that's, that's news too. Um, that I think like we're all very, uh, happy about in the NBA world. Um, and then just some like random nuggets around the league. Uh, Lonzo ball, uh, Will undergo uh, arthroscopic surgery in his left yep. knee. He'll be reevaluated in four to six weeks. Not good, which means he's probably likely to miss the start of the Man. season. Poor guy. This, yeah, it took this is eight months after an initial knee surgery in January that obviously didn't go the way that yeah they thought. And like when the when the Bulls had Lonzo Ball, they were really good last year. Yeah.
0: Um, yep. So and, and that he's, was a, he's sneaky, very important to them, and and it's like. He just can't stay healthy like it's that's really tough. I, I always like hate it with guys like this where it's like it's clear that they're good, especially with somebody who was so kind of highly touted. Yeah, I like by some accounts kind of I mean by many accounts like I guess kind of failed to live up to expectations, you know, like Lonzo ball is not a star, but he really kind of did a great job pivoting his career into being an extremely valuable productive NBA player who could have a long career And it's like great to see guys do that. Like that's one of my favorite things to see is when a guy who's supposed to be great, like isn't great, but then figures out how to make it work. I think that says a lot about that player, but I just hate it when that's derailed by injuries because it's just, I don't know. Injuries are just a bummer always. Um, But for a guy who's that important on kind of a team that's really pushed all of its chips into the table, it's just, it's just shitty. I don't know. I just really hate to see it.
1: I agree. Um, The, the, uh, bulls were 22 and 13 with ball in the lineup and yeah. 20 24 and 23 without them. So, yep. um, yeah, significant. Um, and they have to like figure it out cause they're kind of all in with their core right now of Levine, DeRozan, um, Vucevic. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That, 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 that sucks. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the thunder, uh, guard Shea Gilgis Alexander will miss the start of training camp. After yep. being diagnosed with a grade two MCL sprain in his left knee, he will be reevaluated in two weeks. Another bummer, which means he will be out for the first two preseason games, which is the start of October. And likely, my guess would be that he's going to be out to start the season. There's um, no this, reason
0: to rush him back. You know? Especially after, I
1: mean, not that you were making the playoffs with Chet anyways, but like it's clear that the Thunder now have a clear path to another tanking season, which <laughs> seems like bonkers.
0: Um, And they are going to have just an insane number of high picks. Like, I don't know if the thunder can't stick the landing on this rebuild. They have nobody to blame but themselves because like, while the injury stuff has sucked, like they have, they have so much more talent on that team than their record would indicate. Um, And it's going to happen again. So it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just really, I don't know. It's wild.
1: (laughs) No, it is. And like, it's funny because, Going, uh, no injuries funny but it's the situation is a little humorous because going into like after Chet got hurt there was just like okay the thunder are going to tank again but how do they manage the gilders alexander relationship yeah right and it kind of is going to take care of itself at least to start the season um you know if he misses the first two weeks or a month um you know he'll he'll likely play this year but if he only yep. plays 60 games like that's less games that they have to just like try to lose on purpose
0: um, i guess so i guess yeah. so yeah although I, there's like always a part of me that feels like the thunder might be okay. Yeah. Just because I, I really like giddy. I really like Shay. Like, I think that team had kind of more juice than they got. Like then they had wins last year. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see some of that kind of come back around. And there are some, there are like more worse teams now in the Western conference than there were at the end of last season. Um, so I could, you know, I could see them. I, I would, I guess, I would be surprised if they got like the number one pick again, unless they got some crazy lottery lots. But they're definitely, I mean, they're definitely a lottery team. So is there a know. sneaky
1: way in which they like throw a complete curveball at us and instead of like tanking, they're just like, you know what, fuck it. We're going, we're trading for Bradley Beal or you know, you like know,
0: I would almost do that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It depends on it, what their goal is. Let me just look at their roster quick because. I think they could be competitive. I I don't think that they're going to be able to, like, you know, win a championship. At all. Like, they're not even, like, obviously, they're, like, not even in contention for that. But, I mean, yeah. Who are, like, so let's, like... If Giddy, like, Gildas Alexander, Dort.
1: Like, let's say that you can keep Giddy and Gildas Alexander uh-huh. and Chet in any trade. Yeah, trail. Yep. like because they have enough picks and they have enough other weird assets where like they can get other guys like suddenly if like Durant's obviously off the table. Yeah. But like if somebody like Bradley Beal comes up, like, are you like, I I guess my question is, does the situation need to be like perfect? Kind of like the Celtics was when they traded for Garnett and Ray Allen in Oh eight. Because to, like you almost need multiple superstars yeah. become available at the same time, because yes. if you just are getting Bradley Beal, then you're simply a middling team in the Western conference and with Bradley Beal <laughs> with Bradley Beal. Right. And it's like huge yeah. contract. Um, But like, let's say Bradley Beal and I'm just like spitballing here, but like Jalen Brown become available. Right. Suddenly it's like, sweet. We just added Jalen Brown, and Bradley Beal. Now we have Shea Gilders, Alexander and Josh Giddy. And if you're able to keep, you know, chat or whatever, it's like, Oh, okay. That that's interesting. Um, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Like, you know, something is going to have to happen because like the only way that this becomes a complete failure, obviously if they don't make their picks, but it, like in my mind, it's like, if they keep all their picks, like if they keep all of their picks and they aren't able to get like a franchise changing player by the time we get to like 2030, it's like, Oh, cool. Yeah. They had all these picks, but like, they were all in the, you know, from five until 30, and they didn't really do anything with them. So totally.
0: Point. I agree. I think that like just trading for Bradley Beal would be like pretty stupid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's that's an
0: example. I actually don't like that fit at all. But but, uh, like you could have seen them getting into the mix for like Donovan Mitchell or like DeJounte Murray or like so like I'm kind of surprised that we didn't hear the thunder in like those conversations because you do think like right now they must think they have enough talent in the building where they could supplement it with some kind of known quantity young players that they might be able to kind of have that core going forward, but I guess they must just like really trust their draft process. Or as you said, they're waiting for like two stars to be yeah. like, or like Chico South and Philly or like, you know, like, yeah. or Brooklyn, you know, like maybe they try to keep themselves in the conversation for those like real superstars. Um, But they're just, I mean, I don't know. It's like, they're fun, but then I'm looking at their roster and there's like three guys I like, you know? I so, know, I know. so it's hard. It's like easy. I always kind of forget like the amount of depth of talent that you need to be competitive. And uh, they just don't have that. And I agree.
1: Um, last part of news: more Celtics news. Robert Williams is going under uh, undergoing surgery on his left knee. Another guy who can't. He stay will miss four to six weeks. Uh, this came six months after he had surgery to repair a meniscus. So basically, two of these three guys we just talked about are they're having surgery after they had surgery.
0: Yeah, um, and and and, like,
1: and they haven't played games. And I don't know about so Ball had a meniscus. Yeah. So I think they both had the same surgery. My guess would be, um, because there's like those two different kinds of meniscus surgeries. There's one that takes longer to heal and it's like the actual, like the, what you should do. Mm -hmm. And then there's the short one where you basically just snip the meniscus Yep, and you are like, okay, you're good. Cross your fingers. (laughs) And then I remember Russell Westbrook that happened to him like like a few years ago where he had like the short one, then he came back. And then I think like Pat Beverly like hurt him in the same playoffs or something. Um, (laughs) Okay, let's get to our ad reads. We want to thank our sponsors, Um, and then we will get to some Timberwolves news. Julian, the NFL action is back in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Down the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then we also want to thank our good friends over at Raycon wireless earbuds. Julian, I've been listening to a lot of my podcast, not our podcast, other people's podcasts. (laughs) Although when, when I do listen to our podcast, it's weird. Um, but we're very good. Uh, Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable, and they will never budge. Trust me. I go running with them. They, they fit great. Uh, Raycon's give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Go to buyraycon.com today and use promo code TBPN15 to get 15% off. That is 15% off your Raycon order again, TBPN 15 at buyraycon.com and get 15% off. And then we also want to thank our good friends over at three star sports cards. Um, they're in Bloomington. They're in little Canada. They've been day ones of the show. Um, Hey, NBA Chronicles just came out. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Uh, Chronicles is great. You get, uh, I, I don't know the price of it this year, but, um, you get like just a giant assortment of different, uh, brands of cards, that, uh, that that aren't good enough to like make it on their own. So they just like jumble all of them in one product. Yeah. And it's actually pretty fun. Pretty fun to rip. Very cool. All right, Julian. Um, We're at 18 minutes now. We have So let's, let's go through like we're, we're going into the wolf season. I was just thinking about this of like, what are my three biggest questions heading yep. into the season? Like yep. what are like if I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. But like if I had question marks or if you told me like a month, oh my God, like we're actually, the wolves are, six and 10, like what's going on or whatever. These are like the questions that, that I think that that might be relevant to that one, this whole off season. uh, It was all but certain that D'Angelo Russell would get traded. There was every rumor that, that he was on on draft night. I think Dane Moore basically uh, gambled his firstborn child (laughs) Um, saying that D'Angelo Russell was going to get traded. Now he has Um, to name his first child, D'Angelo Russell. Now he has to name his first child, first name, D'Angelo Russell. Um, One word, one word. But, you know, there's been all these trade rumors around him. Um, He's entering the last year of his contract, so suddenly there's incentive for him to play well, and, like, of course, you hear the storylines now of, like, D'Angelo Russell engaged in camp. And it's like, well, yeah, it's fucking the last year of his contract.
0: D'Angelo Russell paying attention. Yeah, like, (laughs) D'Angelo
1: Russell watching film. Okay, cool. Um... And, and, and last year, I'm like, let's talk about, you know, I think we all were like, oh, my God, D'Angelo Russell was like, we we saw this renaissance from him Yeah. Um, last year. And if you look at the numbers, it's actually probably not as true as we think it is. Um, he shot 41% from the field. That is his lowest since 2017-18. He shot 34% from the three-point line. That's also his lowest since 2017-18. His um, effective field goal percentage was 50.2%. 50, uh, 50. Again, lowest since 2017-18. Um, he got to the free throw line 3.7 times per game, which was right on par with uh, about what he did the season before. Um, I guess like the the big boost was in assist. He went up to 7.1, which is a career high up almost, um, one and a half from the season before. So, um, 18 points per game. He was fine. I mean, I don't think he was like, we all, I think want to like make it seem like he had this like comeback year with the wolves. And then obviously we saw in the playoffs, things didn't go well, but, um, what will I guess? My question is, and I don't know how much we discuss it, but like, what will we see from D'Angelo Russell in the in the final year of his contract?
0: Yeah, I'm. So when we think about what D'Lo did last year, I think the positive take, right, was always that okay, some of these kind of core stats are not as good, but he's doing all these other things. He's he's running the offense. He's he's passing the ball. He's like doing like normal point guard shit, you know, and. So if he can keep doing that and also see like any kind of positive regression in these other metrics, like that's a success. Like if he is what he was last year without kind of some of these games where he just shoots everything like that's that's positive. Like he doesn't need to be that good for the Wolves to be good. And to be honest, maybe it's better for the Wolves if he's like not like an all star, you know, yeah. like be, like just in terms of a, like a contract, in terms of like mouths to feed, like they don't need him to be like the guy that's going and scoring for them all the time. And if he is convinced that he has to be that guy, the wolves are screwed because he should be the fourth off op- option on offense. Mm-hmm. And like, if he's not, there's something gone wrong. But at the same time, Dilo is your fourth option if he's like willing to really buy into that role is really compel Like that's a compelling idea. Um, his pick and roll stuff with Rudy should be good. Like I would look to see him kind of develop that chemistry. I think that's going to be a big key. Um, and just kind of like playing within, you know, you hear reporters talk a lot about kind of what's like playing within the offense. Like if DLO can do that, then then it's a win and I think the if he can do that the wolves will be good and I don't think that should not be for a professional basketball player like for a veteran like dealer that should not be too high of a bar to clear like he should be able to do this and if he can't the wolves should absolutely not resign him because he will be actively hurting the team
1: I agree I think i, I couldn't agree more with you on the, the first part like if he has the year he did last year perfect because then you can sign him and you're not signing him for the max um but if he plays like he did like in the playoffs Right, exactly. Where, where he's like stressing, it's like, okay, you're probably better off out without of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. The only problem with that is then you suddenly lose like that money. Yeah, um, that's true. And you and you hope you can figure out a sign and trade. Um, okay. Next question, and we talked about this in our Rudy Gobert like post trade podcast, like one of the seven we had. But Cat um, is going to be a uh, no longer a center. He's going to be a power forward now. Like that, that's kind of like an overrated thing because when Taj Gibson played here. Uh Carl played a lot of power forward um and, and guarded power forwards when uh, Gorgie Jang was here kind of the same thing but now I think like exclusively the, the difference between like somebody like Taj Gibson is Taj Gibson could play the four mm-hmm. where Rudy Gobert is a center Um there's yeah. no disputing that Carl Anthony Towns will have to play power forward and on nights when he's playing against guys like Dwight Powell or Maxi Kleber whatever like you know whatever Dallas decides to do um Or, you know, if he's playing against, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like other traditional power forwards, it's, it's not going to be a problem, right? Yeah. Right. But the, the, I think what we could see is suddenly the wolves and the Clippers are in the playoffs. Right. And you see a guy like Paul George, who's going to play big minutes at power forward. And obviously like the argument to that is, well, Paul George also has to guard towns, but then my counter argument to that is cool. Let's post (laughs) pounds up on Paul George. And then you're going to space Rudy Gobert to the corner. No, like they're just going to like collapse and that's not going to work. So I mean, cat cat, like struggles against smaller guys. Like it's a concern. I'm curious defensively how he's going to perform against those other guys. Um, Guys like Tatum, Siakam, Paul George. Um, And of course, during the regular season, it really won't matter. But suddenly if the wolves do get in a playoff matchup with a team like the Clippers or, um, and I know, like, Siakam and Tatum are in the East. But, but like, that type of player yep, where it's yep, like, hey, yep. we're going to play small ball, like, have fun guarding this guy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not I'm not saying he can or can't do it. I'm just saying that I'm curious about how that is going to go.
0: Yeah, this is a problem that Finch is going to have to figure out um, and not just, like, ignore it and hope it goes away. <laughs> you yeah. know, because, it, like, the Wolves are really going to have to rely on putting in a system defense that can cover up some of these problems. And that's definitely doable because Rudy Gobert is a great defensive player. And so I think in, if you can design this right, like Rudy Gobert should be able to cover up a lot of these deficiencies, but you're going to need Ant to like totally buy in to defense. You're going to need Jaden McDaniels to like continue to be better. Um, Yep. Because like if Jaden is a really good defender, then that gives you so much more flexibility. Like if he can take some of that and you can kind of hide towns on a big man, whether I don't know, like with like, like Cat is almost the last guy I would want isolated on the perimeter. Yeah. Um, And so like if you can just like shift that in any possible way so that that doesn't have to happen. That's great. Even if it means like I would rather put him on like the fifth best player on the team, even if it's like a small forward, you know, (laughs) like so. So I don't know. It's like it's going to be tricky, Um, but I think there's also going to be so much positive happening on the defensive end for the Wolves or there's so much potential for there to be positive things like I think they can figure it out. But I I truly I don't know enough about basketball to figure out how they're going to do it. They're just going to have to rely on like their best defenders being really good. No,
1: I, I agree with you. Did you listen to Zach Lowe and Krasinski this week? Not yet. It's on my list. Pretty good. Uh, I'm just going to do a little spoiler for you. Yeah, yeah. go uh, ahead. Zach Lowe has a great line of, like, town. And I know we shit on Carl a lot on this podcast. We love him as a player. But yeah, of it's course. It's frustrating. Uh, Zach Lowe does. He, he has a pretty funny line there about, like, how he's saying that Carl is, like, begging for people to, like, name him as one of the best offensive players and like Uh saying he gets no respect And Zach Lowe's like, what are you talking about? Everybody says you're a good yeah offensive player. Like nobody has ever said that you're not like, yeah, everybody says that you suck at pretty much everything else. Yeah. Like right. Figure that out. And it's, it's just kind of funny. Zach Lowe's like, totally. We've nobody's ever said that you're not good at this. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Carl loves Um, to manufacture disrespect. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, he's in his like replies on Twitter a lot.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, my God, this guy with an egg. Uh, maybe he just thinks that, like
0: everybody on Twitter is the media. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I, <laughs> I honestly like that makes sense. Like, like if you have a Twitter account, you are media.
0: Right, exactly. So like if you say something mean about Carl and you are on Twitter. You're media. That's the media.
1: I mean, technically it is a form of media, yeah. right? Yeah. It's
0: the social media.
1: He's not wrong. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question. Um what needs to happen this year for the season to be a success? That's obviously going to like range differently yeah. for every single person. For me personally, I think it would be a first round win. Like if you get out of the first round and mm-hmm. you can get to the final four teams in the West, um, I like, I'm not going to have a parade over that, but I do think that is like a Progress. solid yep. step. Yeah. W- w- where are you at there?
0: Uh, I think you have to win in the first round and be like really competitive in the second round, whether or okay. not you end up winning that series. Ultimately, like the playoffs are, are crazy and fluky and, I'm not going to like I'm not going to like tell say that the Wolves season is a failure if they don't make the Western Conference finals. But I think they should at least be in that conversation. And if they like do really well in the regular season, win a first round series and then just get like cooked by the Suns or something, then that's not a success. Um, Yeah, you need to at least like be a player there
1: yeah be be like one of those teams where like if the wolves did win that series it'd be like oh that that makes sense
0: like if your second round series is kind of like what happened with memphis in the first round that's okay yeah you know but but if it's more but if it's like a if it's a sweep like no that's that's not what you're designing this for because this is the team and like while they could also be really good like next year too um you want to see like concrete real progress yeah no i agree i think that i think that's right um cool well that's
1: all we got um julian thank you so much we'll be back next week i hope i've said that before totally, we haven't been, yeah. but i think we will be back next week there's camp there's everything going on so um everyone thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon